0: scott tedford barnes and you are listening to legends of Sportsball, an educational celebration of useless jock knowledge thank you for joining us we have a very special episode for you today it is international podcast day yeah. Yay! like uh Wee herman like yeah. word of the day yeah so Podcast every time of the someone day. says International Podcast Day, you got to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the outline for the episode, we got our scoreboard supper with Scotty, getting into the tweet of the week, um, got some notable jabronis, we're gonna jabronize it looks like three people this week. Yep. Um, good. Then we'll get to our inductee. Unfortunately, we have no raging phoner this week, no phone interview. <sighs> Uh we'll uh get to the stumper answer. Scotty has a confessional. Yes, I do. And we'll wrap things up here. So without further ado, hit me with that scoreboard stumper, Scotty. Alright, scoreboard stumper. Now, as we can
1: all attest, it was a really crazy baseball season with sixty games of the regular season played. Um what I would like to know is during that crazy season, the the Miami Marlins actually used sixty-one different players on their active roster, making a hundred and thirty moves in just a sixty-game season. Holy cow! That was six six shy of the
0: record. Who has the record, and how many players did they use? Most most uh, season uh, transactions.
1: Uh, I, uh, the not transactions. Um, I would say it's how many different players
0: were put on the active roster in one season. Wow. Okay. Yeah, baseball has been crazy this year with everything that's going on. Yeah. Um. All right, so then the Tweet of the Week. Our Tweet of the Week comes from none under the, not other than Mark Hamill. At Hamill himself. Mark Hamill, you might know him as Luke Skywalker in Star Wars or... The Joker from the Batman animated series is... is. Or Jim the Vampire from What We Do in the Shadows.
1: Um, His tweet was concerning last night's event, which was the debate, and he said, that debate was the worst thing I've ever seen, and I was in the Star Wars holiday special.
0: So he should know.
1: (laughs) If you've ever seen it, it's just a travesty.
0: So maybe... um... The debate will make more sense if you watch the prequel, which is the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> or don't watch either. Or don't watch either. All right, cool. We'll move right along into the notable jabronis. We have a lot to get to today. So our first notable jabroni, uh, earlier today, we were actually watching um, the Reds play a 4,000-inning playoff game. <laughs> and before that game took place, uh, we were listening to Scotty Pippen talk about how he was complaining about the NBA playoffs, comparing it to street ball. And I think that makes him a Germany because obviously this season is different from past seasons. And, I mean, he's never even experienced what they're going through right now. And I also think it's funny because him and Barkley and all the old timers from the 90s or the guys that are in journalism now from the 90s, they always complain that it's not as tough and it's it's so wimpy compared to when they played so don't compare it to street ball, because street ball is more physical than the NBA ever was.
1: Yeah, there are no referees
0: to call a foul in street ball. <laughs> so, right, so you're talking out both sides of your mouth there, Boomer. Um, <laughs> we'll switch it up to football. Adam Gates. the Jets are 0-3, Frank Gore is their running back, Robbie Anderson's gone, maybe none of those things are his fault, but... Um, he just can't seem to win anywhere he goes. <laughs> not, not at all. But, yeah, there's rumblings that he will be fired after the Thursday night game against the Broncos. Yeah, the eventual loss. When the, when the Jets are over. When the floor. Jets lose to the Broncos and They're Jeff back Yeah. Or, no, no, no. I think it's it's going to be Rippon. It's going to be Mark Rippon. Yeah, it's Brett Rippon who is Mark Rippon's uh, nephew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. And the last notable jabroni. Um, Dusty Baker, yeah. manager of the Astros who made the playoffs at 29 and 31 fire Dusty. Um, I think, you know, I think he makes this list because one, he takes on an Astros team that, why would you want to enter an organization, um, that was doing the the scandalous shit that they were doing. Secondly, yeah, he makes this list because he personally, for all the squads he has managed, has lost 10 straight. When given a chance to clinch a postseason series. Yeah, Dusty can't get it done. He ended that streak tonight, I guess, technically. Yeah. So I love that we're jabbernizing him as he breaks this streak. I think he deserves it. Yeah. All right, without further ado, we will get into our new inductee into the Legends of Sportsball Hall of Fame. Randy Poffo. Randy Poffa was born November 15, 1952, in Columbus, Ohio. His father, Angelo, was a professional wrestler in the 1950s and 60s. Angelo was featured on an episode of Ripley's Believe It or Not for his ability to do sit-ups for hours on end. Randy would go on to graduate from Downer Grove North High School in Illinois. Quickly after his graduation, the St. Louis Cardinals organization would sign him as a catcher.
1: Papa was then placed in minor leagues where he would spend most of his days playing outfield and developing in the Cardinals and Cincinnati Reds farm systems. He had an at-home training technique where he'd actually use, um, he'd swing a bat at a hanging tire to strengthen his hands and uh, ensure he used his legs when he was swinging. This exercise was picked up by teammate and roommate uh, and eventually used by major leaguer Larry Herndon, who's now still a base coach. In a collision at home plate, Randy injured his right shoulder, his natural throwing shoulder. No big deal, though. He, ret- he learned to throw with-, with his left hand instead. In four minor league seasons, he bat two fifty four with 16 home runs and 129 RBIs.
0: In the fall-winter baseball offseason, Randy would break into professional wrestlings as the Spider, noting similarities to Spider-Man. He decided to end his baseball career in 1974, pursuing wrestling full-time, spanning across Michigan, the Carolinas, Georgia, the Maritimes, and the Eastern Tennessee Territory. Randy's father started his own outlaw Intercontinental Championship wrestling faction. It would eventually disband, and Randy would go on to wrestle in the Continental Wrestling Association, feuding with Jerry the King Lawler for the AWA Southern Heavyweight Championship.
1: At a crossroads in his career, Randy would take the advice of longtime friend and trainer Terry Stevens and adopt the name Randy Savage, Savage. citing that Randy often wrestled like a savage. In addition to the name change, Randy's mother read a Reader's Digest article that said that the term macho man was going to become a popular slang term,
0: henceforth dubbing himself Randy the Macho Man Savage. Randy Poffo, now Randy the Macho Man Savage. So in 1985, the Macho Man, billed the top free agent in wrestling, signed with Vince McMahon and began making appearances on Tuesday Night Titans. He chose his wife, Elizabeth Houlette, or Miss Elizabeth, as his manager. Savage's in-ring persona was a flamboyant, egomaniacal bully who mistreated Miss Elizabeth and threatened anyone who looked at her. In 1987, Macho Man would defend his Intercontinental Championship against Rick the Dragon Steamboat at WrestleMania three in what would be awarded the Match of the Year and still regarded as one of the greatest pro wrestling matches of all time. We will actually roll some uh, classic Macho Man promo clips now.
2: Macho Man Randy Savage, Sarasota, Florida. Come on in. You're going to be defending against the Dragon, Ricky Steamboat.
3: What's the cup for? WrestleMania three, Pontiac, Michigan. Yeah, 90,000-plus people watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah, cup of coffee in the big time because you will never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion, and I will remain the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. And Jersey Animal Steel on the outside will be no no factor, yeah.
2: You say no factor, obviously he is a factor or you wouldn't even brought it up.
3: Oh wow, Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care if you got twenty-three wrestlers around the outside and it doesn't even matter, no, because I am ready and I will not let this opportunity slip through my fingers. Cup of coffee, man, yeah. Man! Wow, man, freak
2: out! It's a day that I'm certain my guest at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former intercontinental champion of the world, macho man the Randy. That nothing. nothing. Nothing means nothing, man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that?
3: More. I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top, oh, yeah. Macho Madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got, yeah. And i me tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3D. Hey, yeah, let me say it, yeah. Let me say it out. Loud And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The macho man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait minute, and there is no doubt about it. Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. You know that I'm the cream of the crop Wait, wait a minute, though, Randy, I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you
2: blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I
3: do, yeah. Outside interference, yeah. In my moment of glory! Yeah, know I'm living in a nightmare, and I am the cream. And now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt! Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop. And there is no one that does it better than the macho man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. And I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation. And I'm even talking... The president, Jack Tunney, yeah. I'm on my way, and nothing is gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. You know,
2: just out of curiosity, Randy and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous, uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately.
3: Yeah, she's on the outside of the ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. Nothing, zero, yeah. Pure athlete, yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top. To the bottom and because they can't handle the macho man randy savage the cream of the crop nobody does it better
2: you know, over the many many years that i've covered professional wrestling i have seen a lot of changes a lot of changes in this great sport and a lot of changes in a number of individuals in professional wrestling in the world wrestling federation here is a man ...that has not only turned it around 180 degrees...
3: 180 degrees!
2: ...but he's gone another 360 and then...
3: 360!
2: ...and then another 180. Macho Man Randy Savage. You have changed over the past couple of months like I can
3: not believe, sir. I'm a chameleon, yeah. A chameleon? Uh-huh, yeah! I'm talking about the beat goes on, yeah, and the beat goes on, yeah, and the beat goes on, and the scope, yeah, I am looking right into you right now, macho madness, right now, sugar is sweet and so is honey, macho madness is on a roll and it can't be stopped, no, Elizabeth understands what I'm talking about, yeah. Why,
2: uh, why, why, why is it, macho man, when I sit and talk to you, stand and talk to you for that matter, that I think of... Old Sonny and Cher hits. Why is that? Unbelievable.
3: Time distortion. Space is the place. Mean Gene Okerlund. Go down that lonesome highway. Yeah, but don't be hypnotized. No, reincarnation doesn't have to be. You can concentrate and you can, uh, mental telepathy.
2: Yeah, but the beat goes on. But the
3: beat goes on.
2: That beat in particular has got to include Maybe the honky talk man, the intercontinental champion of the world. I know you're not getting along real well with members of the Bobby Heenan family, Macho Man, not at all
3: let me tell you something right now talking about the greatest intercontinental champion that ever lived the honky-tonk man is out of line yeah because i am the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion that ever lived and i'm the greatest professional wrestler that ever lived and i'm living now yeah right now Uh uh-huh
2: you know he makes no bones about making the proclamation that he is i'm talking about the honky-tonk man the greatest intercontinental champion of all time.
3: He says, I can't sing and I can't dance, but I can make romance, yeah. Right there, the fork in the road. I said, go right. Elizabeth said, go left. I went right. And then, and then, I understand what the situation was. I went over that one bridge, yeah. And then, when I crossed that bridge, I found out that I was on the right side. And I said, Elizabeth, follow me, yeah. Because I'm going straight to the top. The stars, yeah, the stars. One shining star in the night, shining brighter than all the other ones. And I'm talking light years away, yeah. You're talking macho madness. Macho madness, yeah. Macho so. madness rolling, yeah. You thought so, but I know so. And macho madness is coming straight at you, honky talk, man, and the light, yeah. Because I'm on a roll and I ain't stopping, yeah. Elizabeth,
2: go right and I'm going left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Four no questions! I'm sorry about that. Macho Man
1: Randy Savage. Savage would go on to win the WWF World Heavyweight Championship in the 14-man tournament at WrestleMania IV. Now anointing himself as the Macho King, he reigned as champion for 371 days before losing his title to the Hulkster at WrestleMania V. Randy would work as a heel character for the next few years before a whirlwind career-ending match in
0: 1989 where he was attacked by the sensational Queen Sherry. (laughs) So, after WrestleMania 7, Macho Man would return to TV as a broadcaster, although he still wrestled matches on WWF, SWS cards in Japan. He even pinned The Undertaker while subbing for The Ultimate Warrior. During this time, Elizabeth and Randy separated in and out of the ring, divorcing in September of 1992. After lobbying both publicly and privately, Randy would be reinstated by the WWF. Savage held multiple titles and was a fan favorite, but his WWF contract expired in 1994, and he would make his final appearance on Halloween that year. Following his departure, Randy took his talents to a new startup called WCW,
1: World Championship Wrestling. He was a prominent member of the NWO, the New World Ooh. Order, and the NWO Wolfpack. Hey, yo. Yeah. The latter, a split from Hulk Hogan's NWO. Savage would be, even beat Sting for his third WCW championship while wearing his t- tearing his ACL in 1998.
0: Randy would have two knee surgeries in 1998, in fact, and would continue to wrestle in WCW and TNA, total nonstop action wrestling until his retirement in 2004. Though his competitive wrestling days were behind him, he continued to be visible via television and movie appearances. Appearing on Baywatch, Walker, Texas Ranger, and Mad About You. Most notably, he appeared in Spider-Man 2002 as Bonesaw McGraw. <laughs> he also lent his voice to King of the Hill and Space Goes Coast, Coast to Coast. In 2003, Savage released his debut rap album titled Be a Man, but never released any other albums. Uh, we'll play a clip here that might give you some insight why. Yeah.
3: Huh. Oh, Hollywood, Hulkster, whatever they call you. I'm coming after you, you coward. I did it. Oh, my you set it off. Set it off. be hard hog? Now you done turns off. Doing telephone commercials, I seen ya. Dancing and tight, as a ballerina. I knew on and you had those tendencies. Cause you've been running from Macho like of You're you know you Come on.
1: on May 20th, 2011, while driving with his wife, Barbara Payne, in Seminole, Florida, Randy Poffo suffered a sudden heart attack. He became unresponsive and crashed the car into a tree. The autopsy concluded that Macho Man had an enlarged heart and was suffering from advanced coronary disease.
0: Randy the Macho Man Savage was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2015 and the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2009. He was the WWF King of the Ring in 1987. He was a two-time WWF Heavyweight Champion and a four-time WCW World Champion.
4: We got demand here. Yes, we do. (laughs) We've been promising him for two or three weeks now and he's shown up this afternoon. The World Series of Wrestling as it pertains to our city comes to the Coliseum tonight. I want to say the Macho Man, but it's the Macho King, Randy Savage. Randy, welcome.
3: Macho King, you're right, Marty Brenneman, and I'm glad to be here in Riverfront Stadium. Yeah, home of the Big Red Machine type of a thing. Joe Nutso, how are you doing?
5: All right, Macho, how are you,
3: buddy? I'm feeling fine.
5: And a swing and a miss by Pagliarulo, and it's a ball, two strikes. The Macho King.
3: The Macho King. I just beat exo Jim Duggan two days ago in Portland, Maine. And I'm the new king of the World Wrestling Federation. You know, kind of like uh, won the World Series all in one day. Uh, ah, doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't get any better than this right now. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Isn't it right? Riverfront Stadium. What's the score here? What do you got?
4: We're you, down a run. 6-5. Does uh, Marge uh, need a pinch hitter here or something? Hey, you know, well, tell you, her I'm ready. You know something about that kind <laughs> of stuff. Yes, I
3: do. Yes. You get somewhere it. in my past.
5: i shows showed had at Axos too before. Uh-huh. You know give uh, Jimmy led around here somewhere? He's down in the dugout. Down in the dugout.
3: Sure. Jimmy, stay there right now, brother.
5: Get
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati Reds cooking right now.
5: 2-2 <laughs> to Pat. You're in swinging a miss, and a miss strikeout for
4: Burtz a big one is fourth so two away and the batter is Darren Jackson I think it should be noted and we've talked about it before at one time in his long and distant pass Randy Savage a professional player in the Cardinal and the Reds organization he and Reds coach Jim let go back a lot of years uh, turned to a more profitable business and Of course, one of the big names in the World Wrestling Federation, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, tonight.
3: Take him tonight, Battle of the Top Rope People. The
4: guys are like high
3: altitude, yes. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now that, you know, like uh, when I got out of baseball, I thought that was the end of the world, you know. But it was the beginning of another world. So everything happens for a reason. Maybe sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. In your
5: case, it has been.
3: It happened to be true in this particular case. And man, am I happy right now.
5: Right now, yeah. Randy, let me ask you did you write home and say, Mom, there's throwing the hooks? Mm. Wow.
3: <laughs> Ever since I was a macho baby, I was taking care of myself. You know what I mean? I had to be very independent because I was different. I can dig it. Jimmy Little tell you
4: I was different. <laughs> he, you know what I mean? He already has.
5: <laughs>
4: They're intentionally walking Darren Jackson to get to pitcher Mark Grant. And the crowd, of course, obviously reacting to uh, Randy Savage's presence in our radio booth, number three down there in the dugout.
5: <laughs> we got two outs, and of course Darren Jackson being intentionally passed, so that brings Mark Grant to the plate, and Grant up for the first time. Runners first and third. And the uh, Padres lead at six to five versus goes to work on Grant. The runner goes, the pitch is swung on and fouled to the screen. Of course I you... thought that
3: ball was coming my way. I almost died for it just then. <laughs>
4: of course, you got your arch enemy on the card tonight, too, Hulk Hogan and the Million Dollar Man.
3: Absolutely. Hulk Hogan is the one person that, uh, you know, makes it a controversy. Who's number one? And I want to just prove that he's number two. That's all I want to do. Go down in history, past, present, and future as uh, the best that ever lived. Kind of like... Uh, Feel uh, Johnny Benches. How's oh, that for a uh, kind of a situation there? Huh?
4: That is excellent.
3: Favorite player of the Macho Man. He was a great catcher.
4: Yeah. We will be looking forward with great anticipation to your matchup tonight with a Superfly.
3: Well, I got you four front row tickets, Marty Brenneman, because I know that you'll call a speed a speed. Yeah, when I get up on that top rope. Or uh, I just want you
5: to watch my back, just in case Hulk Hogan decides to come down through jealousy. Randy, will have you, don't you have covered. Don't worry now. about that, Macho. I'll be honest with you. This guy ain't gonna get in his way. <laughs> <laughs> believe me. Believe me.
3: He's not gonna stand up for me. Uh,
5: well, he'll he'll root for you, but when it comes uh, down to look out out, 'cause balls come back here and he goes right under the counter over there. You right. understand? I'm on my own tonight. Right, no, understand. I'll be with you. I'll you know be with you. Joe will yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. All right. A one-two pitch, swung on and missed, and a fine bit of pitching by Tim Burgess. And you got it. And they strand a couple of base runners, and it's the middle of the third, it stays Padre six and the Reds
0: five. Okay, so the inductee being Randy Savage is kind of a swerve. Our other swerve is we actually do have a phoner. Our raging phoner this week is Scott's friend, Joe.
1: My friend, Joe Reem
0: all right, cool. So we're gonna give him a call right here. Hello. Hey, Joe. Long time no talk, man. I, I know. <laughs> okay, so we just did the episode on uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, uh, we have uh received a photo of you. I guess dressed as Randy Savage from Halloween last year. Yes. So, to our listeners, we'll be posting that on Twitter and Facebook, so you can get a look That's at mine. our phoneer this week. You're <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. We have permission recorded right here, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so I guess uh, we had heard that you have a Mount Rushmore of of favorite WWE wrestlers. If If yeah. you could give us a quick run through or essay of that. <laughs>
6: So, so Randy Savage, um, probably probably a one on there. Um, let's see, Chris Jericho, Dusty Rhodes, and then it's it's tough between. I have to go Ric Flair after that.
0: Ric Flair, like most most championships until was it Sting or Scott or yeah until. Was it Sting that surpassed him? Cena.
6: John Cena. It
0: was Cena that took the... That was yeah. John
6: Cena, for sure. You can't see me. I, could, I couldn't
0: I could figure it out because I couldn't see him, yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is my Mount Rushmore, too. Like, it's not necessarily, like, he's objectively... Right, right. Just, You're not, like,
0: better. saying they're the top four wrestlers. They're, like, you know, they're, they're your guys. I feel that. Yeah. I can appreciate that. And actually, Scott said that you dressed as Dusty Rhodes for Halloween one year as well. I did. So we got a hardcore fan here. I think this is a great phone or interview we got here because big Macho Man fan. We got the interview together at the last second. I'm glad it turned out to be someone who's a big fan of the Macho Man.
6: Yeah. Yeah, big fan. He's, uh, I mean, as far as just a character goes, like, I don't think there was anybody quite like him. (laughs) I mean, there there was really nobody like him at all. Like, and, um, I mean, if you think about like all of the, all the big names from the 80s, Hulk Hogan, the Road Warriors, you know, Ric Flair, all those guys, they all had a million imitators. Like, nobody even tried to do Macho Man because...
0: Right, whole Hulk of the American you know? gimmick, you know, like, yeah, you're right. Like, everyone had these gimmicks that they tried to replicate over and over again.
6: Yeah. It usually didn't work, but like nobody even tried to do Macho Man because like that's just a singular character.
0: You'd you have know? to be him to do it, and that's just impossible. Like yeah. that doesn't naturally flow out of anyone else's body. <laughs> it's so
6: funny because it's like it's like the most go-to like professional wrestler impersonation too.
0: Oh like, yeah. Like oh yeah.
6: It's a, <laughs> like a bad Macho Man impression, but
0: you were so, talking about how he made all these appearances on TV shows. And I honestly think his appearance on King of the Hill was one of my favorite. Uh, guest appearances on a king of the hill where he played i think it was an offensive lineman for the cowboys the 70s and like he was like this uh rambunctious neighbor that moved in across the street from hank hill
4: (laughs) i forgot about that
6: (laughs) yeah
0: oh yeah mad about you i don't think i saw that one did you catch that one Mad was he? You mad about you? (laughs) Yeah, that's what our research discovered. Was Paul and
6: Helen Hunt? I don't think I ever caught
0: that. That's what we're here for. That's what the legends of sports ball is all about. (laughs) All right, man. Well, sorry for the technical difficulties earlier. Thanks for coming on and talking to us.
6: No worries, man. My pleasure.
0: All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. All
6: right, see. you
0: So, yeah, we want to thank Joe for coming on and talking to us about his favorite wrestler, the Macho Man, Randy Poffo Savage. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Um, Thank you for being our episode four phoner. Uh, Scott, you want to hit us with that scoreboard stumper answer? Yes. Okay. So, this
1: season, the Miami Marlins used 61 different active players on their roster. I was asking who has the record for the most... And uh, how many did they use? It was last year,
0: the Seattle Mariners used 67 players on their active roster. So why that is a crazy stat is because that record was almost broken this year. Yeah. By a team that only played 60 regular season games. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of 162. Um, It's got to be because of all the health concerns and safety issues, I'm sure. Yeah, Uh, Marlins had a COVID outbreak. Yeah. Well, you know, my you know. Florida is Florida.
1: <laughs> the lawless landscape. America. No pianist.
0: disrespect to all my friends and such down in Florida, but yeah, good luck down there. Uh, so now we're going to get into confessional thoughts and prayers. It is my understanding, Scott, that you have a confessional for us. Yes, I, I,
1: I'd like to confess that last week I said Jamel Hill is working independently. That is not true. Jamel Hill worked for ESPN for years. She was let go by the company, and now she actually works for The Atlantic. Um,
0: she's oh, nice. a, yeah, she's a journalist for The Atlantic, so props. Nice. A little background on Jamel Hill, you know? Learn something every few seconds on this show, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really have any thoughts and prayers either. I mean, the Reds played um, uh 4,000-inning game today, so, uh, you know. There were strikes and balls and outs. I just have nothing left other than... Uh, Trevor Bauer is the National League Cy uh, Young Award winner. He better be. Okay. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and check out our other episodes available on on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, and more. Our nominees for next week's Hall of Fame inductee are John Daly, LeGarrette Blunt, Cheryl Miller, and John Rocker. So get on our Twitter, at LSportsball, and cast your vote. You have until... Sunday night, Monday morning to make that vote. Um, so, yeah, find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at L Sportsball, the letter L Sportsball. Thank you for listening to Legends of Sportsball. May the sports be with you. Always.